to Sports, 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 the Just Shut Up Man of Sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations. With me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Yeah, but ever do. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 159. How are we tonight? Feel good. How do I sound, guys? You sound amazing. Wow. You got one of our old mics out and everything? Yeah, wow, boy. this sounds good. I yeah, you sound the very old, good. Uh, tech drawer and pulled out the equipment. You sound so off. Well, we're working on the audio issues here. We got we got Mikey on the case, and uh, I mean, what's he done for us in, since quarantine? Nothing. But yeah. that seems to be changing. Yeah. He we, dropped off a thing on my porch that I don't know how to use. How to use. <laughs> uh, has places to plug in microphones, but no microphones. So, but we'll get there slowly but surely. But Reed, you, you sound you sound good. Um, and if I can figure out how to use this little thing he gave me, I might sound better next week too. Yeah, he dropped off a microphone at my place too, which was very helpful. But well, maybe you have it. my microphone. Well, I don't have any USB ports on my computer because I'm from the oh. future. So I just have USB Cs. So oh, I yeah. can't even plug it in at this point. So get the, I, you got to get the dongle. Do you not have a dongle? I need a dongle. Yeah, everybody loves the dongle. I've got, I've got two of the USB dongles. Zero dongles. Two? What's that? How many dongles do you have? I've got two dongles. Oh, okay. If you're going to dongle, yeah. dongle twice. Hey, you guys ever listen to podcasts where like... It's, I, no. You're, you're, you're listening and it sounds very professional and then they have somebody call in where they're doing an interview and then it sounds like they're in a wind tunnel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really bad audio. That's basically what we're doing except we are all supposed to be the hosts. Right. So we just have one <laughs> I mean, we've <laughs> only been doing it for months now though. So I'm glad after we've been doing this for six months because I went back to find the uh garage band file for all our presets and it was episode one twenty-nine was the last one we did in the studio, I think. Jeez. Thirty episodes ago. Oh man. 30 episodes, and now we're like, you know what we should do is get some mics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hey, right on schedule for how we roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We almost made it a whole year. Oh, yeah. great. Great. Oh, well, man. thanks for joining us. Sorry for the uh, audio. Don't apolo- no, don't apologize. Yeah, okay. I'm not sorry. Just, 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 just shut it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You got a problem with it? Shut up. We're working on it. You're the worst <laughs> podcaster in American history. Deal with yeah. it. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, this is a sports <laughs> podcast, apparently, and thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be back. You know, I missed last week. Yeah. I had a small life event. Um, yeah, we didn't mention it. We did not mention it last week. Yeah, this was, this was for your privacy, so it's up to you to uh, announce if you want to. Yeah, no, it was a small life event. Now, typically when people say that, it's a small life event, but in this case, it's a small life event i i had a baby i didn't have a baby my wife had a baby but we have welcomed a new child into our into our home little baby boy um he's been pretty pretty great but i knew if i was gonna podcast last week he'd only been about six days old it wouldn't have gone well so we called it and from what i hear and he did great big city adam i don't know i have basically been shut off from the podcast world Cool. Thanks for listening, though. That's, yeah. yeah, that's good. It would have upped our numbers. Hey, I'm going to get around to it. I just, you know, I had other things. I had uh, uh, keeping a, a human alive type of things to do. So I missed it, but I'll get there. Anyway. Big City did a great job as usual. Thank you to Big City Adam for filling in last second. Um, we'll have him on again. Maybe when we can all be together again in one room. That'd be something. Hey, Rowdy. Hey. How about some sports? How about it? Hey, guys. uh, You want to talk about these Major League Baseball playoffs? Sure, we could talk playoffs. Playoffs, uh, they have a new format this year, which we we touched on before. But it's eight teams per league are in it. So we've got a 16-team total uh, playoff scenario. Right now we're in the – they're calling it the wild card series. Uh, 
but it's all eight teams are playing versus normally when you have five teams and only two are playing in this first round. It's a it's a one game playoff typically. Now it's a three game playoff. So I'm not going to run through all the teams. More games. All right. More games. More games. Faster games. Uh, because there's not going to be any travel because they're all going to go to the bubble soon. And this first round all takes place in the uh, in the higher seeds home stadium, which is empty. And it's still weird. Um, so they're just knocking out these games already. Tampa Bay has moved on. They beat uh, Toronto and Houston, uh, the sixth seed everybody's favorite trash can banging Astros uh, beat uh, the Minnesota twins and they advanced today. So things are moving along already. It's been, I, I am, uh, I read, you actually said this about me a couple weeks ago. I'm not a traditionalist when it comes to these types of things. I love this new format. Mm-hmm. I think if you can do this and you can have a more normal season, this would, this is fantastic. Like today, there's there was eight. There's going to be eight baseball games uh, of consequence played almost at the same time, and I think it's fantastic. It's, that is pretty it, cool. I like it, how there are more teams. It makes it much more interesting. And like we've talked before, you can sneak in there. And baseball is a is probably the streakiest of all sports. So if somebody gets hot, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And you have teams, you have teams not even playing full seasons in there. Like the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, they didn't even make it to 60 games. They only played 58 games and they're coming in with the five seed. And then you have teams like the, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, they were two games under 500, but they somehow snuck in with the eight seed in the National League. And that's just the way baseball works. Sometimes, like you can be a 500 team and drop two. Uh, at the wrong time then be under 500, but still be the eighth best team. So I like the new process. I like the way they're doing this. I like the, that they're doing a three game series instead of that stupid one game playoff. Yeah. In baseball, that's just ridiculous. It just makes no sense. Yeah. They're doing it and they're not doing any travel, which just speeds up the whole process. And then with the division, that's when they're going to go, uh, with the division series, that's when they're going to go to their bubbles in Southern California. And I don't know what part of what area of, of Texas is Houston and Dallas in. What is that considered? Fort Worth Houston's the low country, I think. Right. I don't know. I, what was that? What would that be like? Northeast, Northeast Texas, East, definitely East Texas, East Texas. East there you go. Texas. Yeah. The Badlands. Yeah. The well, that's all over it. I do like how uh, St. Louis this year has chosen to use the West Wing logic uh, like uh, that's coming out of there with the COVID testing. Just stop testing and there won't be more cases. Just don't don't play games and you won't lose. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. (laughs) I do not understand. I cannot get that. I I don't understand how those are not. I know we're in uh, unprecedented times, but how are those not losses? Or at least least like uh, some kind of weird tie as in they only count for like half of a win or half of a loss. There's got to be some kind of arithmetic added into there. I just don't get that because it throws the whole percentages off. Yes, as far as games go, but they just pulled it by winning percentage. Yeah. it It doesn't make any sense to me. But still, oh, that, that like works. if you don't have as many opportunities to win, you also don't have as many opportunities to lose. So, right, I, I don't, it's squirrely, but they're not going to do anything. So, who cares? Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I liked it. I think it reminds me a lot of like March Madness, where yeah. you're just o- overwhelmed by the number of games and there's right. always something going on. And I would also say that. For a sport that is constantly being bombarded for how they're losing fans, if you can give fans uh, like a two-week period or just a casual observer a two-week period and create massive storylines, just take all of the junk teams out of it, put good teams in, and just create great storylines for a week, two weeks, 
Yeah. You're going to attract more fans. The casual fan is going to come in and say, oh, it's 12 o'clock. It's what well, it was the first pitch today. I think it was 1208. It's 12 o'clock on a Wednesday and there's a playoff game going on. So I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on it. And then all of a sudden Trevor Bauer is another Bauer outage. He's, he's lights out um, yeah. for I think seven innings. So you're, it, it just creates more narrative and gets more people involved. That's what they need to do. Don't, you know, if you would, if this were a normal season, I think the the Dodgers uh, clinched with ten or twelve games left in the in the season. Right. Like all of the drama is gone. If you have teams that are still in it up until the last stage, scrapping for that eighth spot, that seventh spot, then you you've got more people with more eyes on it, and then you've got more drama, you've got more storylines, and then you're moving into the playoffs. It's just more fun. It just means more. <laughs> yes it, it really does particularly with a you know 1205 first pitch or whatever during covid a lot of people are at home they haven't they haven't got pants on and they've got the ipad or the second screen just streaming games while they're working so it works exactly. this is a great inaugural season for expanded playoffs in baseball because you've got kind of a captive audience this also gave me the opportunity. I mean, I know, Rowdy, you've been glued to the screen, but this gave me an opportunity. Yeah, because I have Netflix and Amazon Prime. Mm, so you, and, get them uh, the, you get them the next day. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I'm on the, I'm on the latest season of Vikings, so I haven't really had a chance for base. I'm sure I'll catch up. You, you, you're still on the 2019 season? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this has given me an opportunity to noodle again on what the baseball season should look like. And I'm going to quickly go over this because I yeah, think do it. We, we need less games. Yeah. If we're going to well, hold on now. <laughs> this was my idea. I've yes. said this for years. And they need less games. Check episode one. If you we can need find less, it. Hey, we need less games if we're going to expand the playoffs, which I think yeah. the playoffs should be expanded to eight teams per uh per league now the one thing has to happen for this to work perfectly is we they have to expand the mlb the number of teams by two so instead of 30 teams it'll be 32 teams. so it's half of the league makes the playoffs and does it yes yeah. and then that way you can split both leagues into four divisions Mm -hmm. I just named them East, West, South, and Central because East, West, and Central are what they are now. So I just threw in the South. It could be the North. It could be the Hart Trophy. I don't care. Uh, then you would cut the number of games. First off, you cut the number of games to 150. Well, how oh, do that's uh, – no, no, no. Okay, stop there. Let's <laughs> – yeah. 50. Uh -huh. 50 games. 50 games. 50 games seems like a lot. 50 games is less than what they played this year. Yeah. That's, that seems like, <laughs> that seems like the number for you. So uh, I'll continue. So they go to 150 games instead of 162. You drop 12 games off of the season, which is almost two weeks of games right there. You can add two weeks of playoffs and, and not add any length into the season. Right. What if they play 50 games, but in the time where they would play some of those other games, they just do fun stuff. Fan service things. Like, like community service? Like they go paint a basketball court? Like show up at birthday parties or like surprise people at their wedding receptions, things like that. Oh, so they can go to people's wedding receptions and the people be like, who are you again? We're the... <laughs> what sport do you play? Yeah. Uh, we're the Indianapolis Meat Cleavers. I don't know. I just... Whatever our MLB team would be called when we have one for your... The, ten the Tenderloins. The tenderloins, yeah, we're the Indy tenders. We're the Indy tenderloins. Yeah, Indy will never get a major league team. No, we're too close to. It'll be Nashville and Portland. It should be Montreal and Portland. So. It should be Montreal. What? I, I don't hate Nashville or Portland. With Montreal's that. not in our country, guys. That is correct. Neither is Toronto. Exactly. Yes. So take away one team from them too. If it what? were geographically feasible, I think it would be cool to have a Mexico City team. Yeah. Yeah, a little too far away. Yeah. You could have, do a Havana team. That's, I was, that's where I was going. What are, what, what are our two leagues really called? 
What are the what are the two league names? American <laughs> National. Huh. And where does Mexico and Canada fit into that? The well, they're both in North America, and as far as they're concerned, are they part of Canada our nation? Is their nationality. They're all. American. Are they part of our nation? Yeah, no, they're not. It's not. It's not American Major League Baseball. It's Major League Baseball. It has no geographic delineation <sighs> within the name. Then put them in their own league. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Where would those leagues be, Rowdy? Down on the border? No, they could have a league in Mexico. The Mexican League, Mexican League Baseball. I'm sure they do have a league in Mexico. Well, then so, do your own thing, Mexico. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, what, what what does it take to get to Indianapolis Tenderloins? That's why, like, I'm fine with Mexico City having a team, but we need the Tenderloins. Yeah, because you're gonna be a you're you're just gonna be first in line for those tickets. I've got this money. I've got this twelve hundred dollar check burning a hole in my pocket and I've been saving it up to buy some major league baseball merch well, what are, for a team we don't have. There are like nine or 10 teams within an eight hour drive of Indianapolis. That's yeah. not ever going to happen. I don't ever go to the, but I don't go to those places. And the furthest away I'm thinking of is Kansas city, but you got Pittsburgh, Detroit, two in Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Milwaukee. Did you say Detroit? Yeah. Milwaukee. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think a lot of those states in the center of the country should even have teams. Kansas City? Did you say Cleveland, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City, yeah. Kansas is there, is got... there a team in Oklahoma? No. No. That's good. They don't deserve Oklahoma one. What about no, no... no professional sports? Kansas, Nebraska? No. Nebraska? Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, sir, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Seattle Supersonics. I forgot about that. That's correct. <laughs> Correct. Wyoming, Dakotas, Montana, Idaho. Mm. What? Come on. So, so the the frackers the frackers need some baseball teams to cheer on too. I, I think every state should have a baseball team. I mean, there should I'm, be. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Like every every single state should have a baseball team. A major so we have, league. So we have fifty teams, fifty American teams. And then and I they, think, well, actually, I think we should also make D.C. a state, Puerto Rico state. So 52 teams. Okay. And then they all play each other once. Do they all play each other once? And then that's the 51 That's basically the, That's basically it. And then we go into the playoffs. And then that's baseball, honey. That's baseball. Now, I like just to, just to irk Rowdy, too, I think the expansion team should be Havana and Montreal. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad and That'd it would work cool. if we're going to call it the south yeah yeah havana would be no problem as it's long as you could do like when you have these non-american teams come in as long as they kind of play the heels like when havana comes in we just like it's like uh who was the who was the like um it's like the chic in uh WWF, yeah. It's like <laughs> we're gonna go there. Come, come in way. and just people just boo. Yeah. No, dude, they would boo. They would boo Havana, but they would boo Havana because Havana would wipe the floor with some of these. Would be, yeah, if it'd they be could beautiful. Prevent the defectors and keep all their natural talent. <laughs> Havana would be the real deal. Yep. I mean, I just think that Major League Baseball right now it's just it's dominated by the coastal elites and Canadians, and. That's just that's that's not that's not the country that I want to live in. Do you realize Tampa got um, got knocked out of the tournament today, though, right? So th it's definitely not Canadians taking over baseball, and they were knocked out by Tampa. The it's definitely Tampa. not the coastal. Yes, yeah. like what off ten teams that are in the Midwest? <laughs> yeah, but but Tampa's on a coast. Those are the outliers. Have you ever read Malcolm Gladwell? Sir, the Gulf Coast is not the coastal elite. You've been to it's the Gulf a coast. Florida. It's a coast. <laughs> none of it, my, none of Florida's coast is elite. To his point, though, I think. It, but but if you would survey that that coast and their residency residences, residents, there it is. Jeez, words. They would think they're elite, right? Nothing better than Florida, Tampa. Yeah. You think people that live in Florida actually think Florida is cool? Well, why else would they be there? I don't know, man. They're retired or they're, <laughs> they're bogged down in a swamp. 
or they're yes. really into alligators. Look, I don't want to be here. I just can't get out. Yeah, my feet are stuck. <laughs> my feet are very, very stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you live in New York or New Jersey, and the, again, this goes this this goes to my point. Like, if you live in New York or New Jersey, based on my personal experience at Tampa area retirement communities, um, you retire to Florida. So would you say that New Yorkers are coastal elites? I wouldn't, no. Yeah, they are. And they okay. just and they just and they just and they just moved to a different coast. So when I ask questions like that, I'm not ex- I don't want you to answer. Right. That's yeah, called no, a, I... that's called a rhetorical question. Well, huh. we've talked about this before and I don't I don't I still don't really understand it, but that is at least in Indiana, and I think maybe some of the other Midwestern states, Florida is always the destination for spring break or summer mm-hmm. vacation. Yeah, and I don't understand that at all. I mean, we always—it's not like it's close. And I, the majority of people I know go to Florida. Most of them drive, right? Mm-hmm. And it is super far. I mean, if you're driving to Orlando or Miami or Fort Lauderdale. You could end up in like New Mexico or Colorado in the same time. You could, but do New Mexico or Colorado have Club La Vila at Panama That's City Beach? Place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colorado has fr- uh, legal marijuana. Are you living that Ybor City life though? No. No, <laughs> yeah. you're not. <laughs> not going to – what's that famous club in uh, – in, uh, um, not Tallahassee, but Panama City, like Senior Frogs or whatever. <laughs> scores. It's scores. Yeah, scores. <laughs> it's the 4040 club. I don't know. Florida uh, break off and float away. Now, if you're in, but if you're in Florida and Georgia, what you do for spring break is typically go west to ski. Are you talking about you, the Florida Georgia line? No, no, I'm definitely not talking about Florida Georgia line. I'm saying if you're from Florida, what you do for spring break is go to the mountains. You and there has been, yeah, yeah, from what uh, from what my in-laws have told me, that's if what. You, yeah, if you can get bailed out, bailed out of, of what? Jail. Yeah, they're all in jail. Do you, do you think Florida's jail? No, all, I'm Might saying all be. the people. All is it the people is it a penal in, colony, and we don't know about it. All the people are in jail. Uh, we, we, jail. It's the only jail I've ever seen that has that allows golf carts. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's one idea I feel like should spread. Uh, no, you don't live close enough to Chesterfield, sir. You would change your mind if you've had to dodge a golf cart. On people in Chester island. is Chesterfield a golf community? Golf cart For community? Sure. Oh, that's great. So if you bring, if you drive a golf cart in your community, you make it a golf cart community. There are not designated golf cart well, communities until you bring the golf cart to the community. And there's no turning back once you yeah. once you get those four wheels out on the state highway. It's on. <laughs> the Tampa area retirement community that we frequent, um, there's one resident who has a golf cart that is customized to look like a 57 Chevy. That's awesome. Wow. So, yeah, it's... Now, you're going to retire in Florida, aren't you? Um... That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a yes. Definitely. That's yes. a yes. <laughs> You're about to get outed is the problem. You're like, how do I cover it? Right. How, do, how do I CYA right here? What he doesn't want to tell us is he's already put a deposit down on a condo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> For 30 years from now. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, prom- no promises, right? Uh, no. It's right. great, guys. We don't have any yard work. We got a golf cart. We go out and look at the gators. I mean, what's, what's not to like? That's the best. That's the best thing. Gators, armadillos, um, <laughs> geckos. Tuesday night frog leg boils. Yeah. Florida man. Mm-hmm. The bath salts are <laughs> yeah. premier down there. Literally eat other people's faces yeah. off on off ramps. Mm-hmm. Sea cows. Mm. I mean, come on. Space. Rockets. Space. There are a lot of uh, space grant universities down there, that's for sure. All right, what else we got? Well, speaking of Florida, NBA finals have been set. Uh, what's going on? Uh, it's a disgusting matchup from in my McWorld between right, well, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James and Anthony Davis at all 
versus uh, King James' former team, the Miami Heat. Mm. Sounds like some intrigue. It does. What did you say uh, earlier, Snoop? This is LeBron's 10th finals. It's his 10th final. And how many has he won? Three? Three. Yeah. Which is not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, he has never... It's a great batting average. I went back and... Yeah, it would be a great batting average. I went back and looked. He's never won a final on his first attempt with a new team. So this is his third team he's taken to the finals. Miami, Cleveland, and now L.A., each of his first tries was a loss. And he's never had to play a former team in the finals, correct? Uh, no, he hasn't. So this is the first time he's done that as well. Yeah. Uh, they are the favorites. Uh, well, that would make sense because he's only. this is the first time he's been in the West. So he couldn't have played Cleveland in the finals. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Miami, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Spolstra, this is his fifth time to the finals. That's it. That's that's impressive. I do not like Spolstra, but I got to give him props. I mean, he he gets his teams there. I mean, I I would like to give all the credit to Pat Riley, but you know, Spolstra maybe he's a decent coach. I guess he is. You know, I I, I saw this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here from memory. I should probably try and look it up, but that's your point what we about do here. No, you know, Isaiah Thomas is on the dream team, right? Uh, Something Pat Riley has gone to the finals like three times as a player, five times as a coach, and like seven times as a as an executive or something like that. Like he's been to the he's been to the finals. Uh, Is he a Laker as a player? Yeah, I just Google image searched yeah, Laker him. Laker as a player, and then he got what he was longtime. Uh, Knicks coach, right? And Laker, he was a Lakers coach too. Oh, I believe. That's right. He yeah. was. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, Pat Riley has been, if for nothing else, the fact that he stuck with Spolstra because he was not the first choice in Miami, um, LeBron's team there. And a lot of people said that he was picked only because. LeBron could could run right over him, right? And basically, like you always say, it's he's the best player coached ever. Yeah, you know. So LeBron he, James and then Tree Rollins. <laughs> so he's a and then Pete Rose, totally yeah. different sport, but <laughs> right. uh, but then it makes sense why he's wearing the uniform at least. Um, so I'm I'm impressed by that. I've been there. Twelve years, I think, fifteen years, and yeah. he's he started out. I also read this. He started out as a a videotape video analyst for right. Miami, like in like nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety seven, huh. and worked his way up to be the head coach. The head coach. That's pretty wild. Yeah. The only other wild. person I can think that might parallel that to a certain extent is off the top, Danny Ainge. He was mm. a multi-year champion as a player and has built – he built those Celtics teams that won mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Garnett and those guys, Rondo and uh, The Truth. Um, but he hasn't done as much as Pat Riley, that's for sure. That's, it, that's impressive. I've always kind of liked Pat Riley. I don't have anything against Pat Riley. I've always liked Pat Riley's haircut. Yeah, that slick back Gordon Gecko. Did you ever get out of the shower and like uh, uh, comb your hair back like that and look at yourself? Yeah, and, and they, then I and then I comb it back because my hairline just goes way. You know, I I'm, I don't lose hair, but it, it just goes it goes too far back in the corners. See, kind of kind of feels like you're losing hair then. I know I'm not losing hair. That's just my hairline. That's natural. Yeah. Uh, and I it's always. Say, I definitely get it's always been that way. My hair back now because I am pushing out a moule, <laughs> and so I gotta get it. I gotta get it back behind the ears and slick back. Man, whenever I do it, I just think, uh, especially as a kid when I did, I was like, I oh, mean, I look at uh, like Pat Riley. This is like Pat Riley hair. Exactly. The first thing because I think it's, of. It's but like I never glisteny like Pat Riley is yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. You, you and every finance guy. 
How does he pull that off? Gordon Gecko. How does he pull that off? I could never get. I I never left the bathroom with that 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 do. But he he just walks out of the house with it. You just gotta own it. It's just so. It's who else wears it? Finance guys in the eighties, sure. Wall Street, fine. The Trump family. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Trump fail sons, yeah. Fail sons, yeah. Okay. It is the it is the hairstyle of choice of of rich fail sons. What's okay? So let's say I'm I'm going to the stylist, right? And this is what I want. I want the Pat Riley. They'd be like, "Why are you here? Just grow your hair longer and well, comb that's it." What I, but that's what I'm wondering. Like, where does the length come from? Does it come from the front? Like, you know, if I part, I part my hair on the what is this? My left. It goes over, so like the right side of my hair, it's asymmetrical. The right side of my hair is a little mm-hmm. longer to kind of create that part. What do you do with the back? Like, are you? Is it all bangs? Is it just bangs? Well, it's is top. It, it's it's from the front back, and then it's from like the sideburns back. But you got to get that bottom, like on the back of your head, you got to get that thing trimmed up. You got to trim it up. Well, it's not like it's otherwise not you're gonna be like me and get this flip out. Where it's just yeah. like flipping out yeah. in the back, like rubbing on your collar. Yeah, I'd like to know. Maybe I'll send him some. Uh, maybe I'll send him some fan mail and say, you know, what guard are you using? What guard do you ask for at Borex when you get that done? Dude, there's no guard that could that he goes just, touch that quaff. He's a he's a basketball coach. He goes to Sport Clips. Sport Clips is. I mean, that's my spot right now. If I if I go, I'll go to Sport Clips. They got a TV at every station. It's great. Really? Yeah. So, Reed, what are you looking forward to in this in this uh, this this final? You got Jimmy Butler on one side playing for the Heat, his third team. LeBron James on the other side. Anthony Davis, the unibrow. I am looking for a Miami victory, uh, obviously, because I've never been a Lakers fan, and I am certainly not a LeBron James fan. But I have always also detested the Heat. So this is kind of a bummer. I was uh, really pulling hard for either Utah or Denver to come out of the West. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. I, I've i watched enough L.A. in the tournament to make my determination that I think Anthony Davis is soft. Oh, wow. Okay. Hot I mean, take. You're 6'9". You're a string bean. You're not a powerful player. You know, he's not like a... Nobody's got LeBron James frame, but you you don't have a lot of meat on you. You're not necessarily super strong, but this guy will play 40 minutes and have one or two rebounds, and you're basically the four or the five on the floor. But he's just out there shooting from downtown all the time. I don't know. I, I just think it's unacceptable to be that skilled and have that body type and not have any rebounds to speak of. Yeah, he does have six rebounds as we speak tonight, but he went through a slump in the playoffs. I think there was four games he had one rebound. Yeah, and six is still low to be in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. When you're that big. But he's Yeah, he's big. He has shoulders for days. It, the Lakers have the most shoulders in the NBA. You think it's accent, accentuated by his um, uh, Patrick Ewing shirt? No, I think it's all shoulder. <laughs> so you think he's like Kevin McHale? Him? All shoulders? Yeah, Anthony. Did, yes, like Kevin McHale, but but a little but a little bulkier. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis, huge shoulders. LeBron James, huge shoulders. Dwight Howard, huge shoulders. All three of those guys have enormous shoulders. Yeah. It's they true. get the they get the most shoulders in the NBA. They might. What do you think do of the enjoy, Heat? I do enjoy seeing Rondo. What do I think of the Heat? Yeah. I think that hero kid's the truth, which kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Go Wildcats! Wow. But um, years old. Yeah. The kids. The kids nasty for a rookie. They have three players that to me are the same player on Miami, and I get super confused when I watch them. Because they're all like six eight, and can shoot. Who is it? Dragic, Hero, and I forget the other guy. Mm. Um, but they all kind of play the same role. They're all good shooters. They're good passers. Miami has really surprised me this year. I've always liked Jimmy Butler, but 
I'm definitely, it doesn't look good tonight, at least when I checked the score a while ago, they were down 18 points, but so you, I, I mentioned, might see it go six or seven. So you mentioned Rajon Rondo. I do love. I love I Rondo. Also a Wildcat. A question for you. Yes. Hall of Fame? That's a great question. If they win, yes. If LA wins, I think he's got the Hall of Fame locked up. The thing I love about Rondo is he's got the swagger, he's got the attitude, the chip on his shoulder, he's got the handle, he can pass on a dime. Guy can't throw it in the ocean. Never been able nope. to shoot. Never been able to shoot. You know what's funny? I have always been, I like in watching him play. He plays backwards. And what I mean by that is like he's a point guard and he plays. Yep. Uh he plays, and he did this a, a lot with Dallas, where he played um from the inside out where he was always on the base. Like he was, he always seemed to be where you shouldn't be as a point guard and then trying to make the play. Like he was playing so deep under the basket instead of bringing it uh, to the top outside of the three point line and trying to pass it around there. He was always trying to like get too far under the basket and then throw it instead of just like dish it somewhere close to him, he was throwing it back out. He was like constantly yeah. backwards. He's one of the few point guards, I, and maybe it's because he can't shoot, but he's one of the few point guards that I can think of that is excellent at crashing the boards. Mm. If you watch Rondo play, he gets a lot of rebounds and, like you're saying, has that kick-out pass. But... NBA champion, four-time All-Star, all-defensive first team twice. He's a defensive superstar. He Assist really leader three times, steals leader once. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's Hall, a Hall of Famer. Famer? He wins this thing, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Rowdy, he what do you might think? be. He might be anyway, but I think definitely if LA wins. If LA wins, Hall of Fame. Rowdy, what do you say? Haters. 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 Taters, that's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Never chopped and chewed. Rowdy. Rowdy, my my old friend, my good friend, Tater. Where have you been my whole life? Uh winning hot taters. Yeah, let's check that out. That's let's true. just you were five and oh last week. <laughs> you were on a hot year. Yeah. You were and, five and what yeah, and and uh did it have anything to do with Snoop not being here? Maybe. It could have. How does that make any sense at all in the timeline? Since he made the picks with you, but then when you didn't show up, somehow you not showing up determined the outcome of games that had already happened. Exactly. How does this, <laughs> how does this make sense? You're just how thinking. Does, you're thinking very linearly. You're over linearly here. Yeah. What Marvel Cinematic Universe are we in where this makes sense? There. Flat circle. Yeah. Well, this week you didn't do so great. I wasn't here. You picked with uh, you picked with Reed and Big City Adam. And it's a regression to the mean. <laughs> it was it was a regression to the mean. <laughs> Thursday's game, Miami play in Jacksonville. Jacksonville was a three point favorite. Uh, you picked Jacksonville. Uh, they got Molly Walloped by Miami, thirty one okay. to thirteen. So that's going to be an L. That's all right. That's just one. Yep. Sunday, the AM game, the one o'clock game. The, Ra- the Raiders of Las Vegas went all the way to New England, uh, the beautiful state of New England, played the Patriots, who are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. You had the Raiders. I'm yeah. going to guess, was there, since I didn't, I, you know, full disclosure, I didn't listen to the podcast yet from last week. Was there any sort of coaxing along to that pick? I don't think so, because I no? distinctly remember when he picked the Raiders, Big City Adam going, really? <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. The winner was the Patriots, thirty-six to twenty, uh, on the back of Cam Newton. No surprise there. The man's a the man's a star. Sunday, four o'clock. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Tom goes to Denver to play uh, the backup quarterback Jeff Driscoll. Now you let pick- me interject here. He specifically picks, picked Denver because of the altitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you've got you've got an East Coast. Oh, this is, here we go. You've got an East Coast team that's uh-huh. at sea level, coastal team. 
going all the way to the mountains. Right. They're losing two like those co- like those coastal people do for their spring break if they're not in jail. Yes, exactly. So it was their it was their fall break and that's what they did. So you pick Denver, Tampa won, twenty eight eighteen. So that's going to be another not L. Not a You're great old. start here. Not a great start, but here, you know what is a great way to bounce back? Prime time Sunday. Prime time Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints. It's a shootout, folks. Saints were I think the I face. picked Saints. Yeah. No, you picked the Packers, which was a good oh. thing. Because Packers won. Yeah. That was a good 37 30. And finally, Monday in primetime, the Kansas City Chiefs went all the way to Charm City to face the Ravens. You picked Kansas City. That was correct, sir. 34 20. That's a win. So for the week, you were two and three, which brings you to seven and three on the year. Still winning. winning. You know, we're 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 in building mode right now. Mm -hmm. Uh over here. And Mm -hmm. This is you win some, you lose some. That's true. Yeah. But you this win. week we're gonna dig in and we're gonna dig deep, and I think that you're gonna. Uh-huh. I think we're gonna surprise you with the results uh-huh. next week. So let's uh-huh. let's 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 get to it. Let's get into it. Thursday, it's gonna be a real banger. Denver goes to New York to play the football Jets. It's a pick'em. Denver is uh Denver is going to play their third string quarterback Brett Rippon. They're coming down off the mountain. Who? To the right in New Jersey, the over/under is forty, so it's not going to look. It's not going to be a very high-scoring game, according to Vegas and William Hill. Rowdy, who you got? I think uh, the uh, Denver team because when they come down from the mountains, they're going to actually their lungs will be able to process the oxygen m- more efficiently than the coastal elites that they're playing and so yeah i'm gonna go with denver yeah higher o2 that's a good uh-huh. point yeah all right sunday one o'clock indianapolis goes all the way to the windy city to play the chicago bears uh the monsters of the midway chicago two and a half point underdog at home Yikes. now nick Foles is going to be starting this game which he's probably better than Philip Rivers, who's also unfortunately starting this game for the no Colts. No question, he's better than Phil Rivers. He's got more yeah. Super Bowls than Phil Rivers. We've got, we've got that's true. Philly special. Yeah, uh, we've got more. We've got injuries on the Colts side, uh, both offense and defense. So they're they're coming in hobbled. Rowdy, who you got? Um, that's, that's, that's I'm gonna, gonna say. Let's let's say either team, Indianapolis or Chicago. Let's say the Colts because I okay. think Phil Philip Rivers has something to prove for his uh, seventeen uh, children. Colts. Okay. Sunday, four o'clock. The Buffalo Bills go to the desert, the real desert. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, their second home game in their new stadium, Allegiant Field, the Death I believe. Star. Yes. Yeah, the Death Star. Uh, Trash Allen is on a tear, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and the Raiders. Cam Newton, I said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, but here's the difference. If he's actually lived, you have to accept the hate. If he's actually good, reality. No, if he's actually good, I will be willing to accept that. But he has not, he has fumbled four times this year already. Four. Leading the league in passing yards right now? Yeah, but who has he played? He played. He's played one good team. So whatever. I'm. I'm. Played professional football teams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Are you saying Miami is a professional football team? I'm saying Buffalo Bills are going to win. Okay, thank you. No, so now you're off the Raiders train all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Sunday prime time. Philadelphia goes to San Francisco to play the uh, 49ers. This is. Uh, San Francisco is a seven-point favorite at home in Santa Clara. All those injuries? Yep, yep. They might. Yep. Nick Mullins still going to be look like he's going to be under center for this one. The over-under is 46, so it's not going to be a very high-scoring affair, which may help San Francisco and their running game with Jeff Wilson and Jarek McKinnon. Who do you have, Rowdy? Uh, Is San Francisco, you said, has the home team advantage? Yeah, sure. They also have right. the quarterback and one of their running backs and a bunch of other people. Yep. Yeah, Philadelphia has nobody to throw it to. All right, we'll go San Francisco. San Francisco, and finally Monday, 
Atlanta goes all the way to Wisconsin to face the Green Bay Packers and blow another 28-point lead. Dude, what is the deal with the Dirty Birds? No idea. No idea. They can't seem to hold on to a lead, and they haven't. They, they You know what happened? They got the yips after that Super Bowl. They really did because they've done the same thing since. They've got the Chuck Knobloch yips, and they can't even throw it to first, and that's Knobloch. what's happened. Yep. It's going to be the Vikings. They're not playing. So it's Atlanta. <laughs> The Atlanta Falcons or the Green Bay Packers. Oh, the Packers. Yeah. Hey. I knew it was like one of those like up north teams. It's going to oh. be the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, that's who it's All right. So to recap. I feel good. Good, good, good. To recap on Thursday, you got Denver and a pick them against the Giant, uh, the Jets. Indianapolis, you'll lay the two and a half against Chicago on the road. Buffalo over Las Vegas, uh, minus three. Uh, San Francisco, you're going to lay the seven against Philadelphia. And yeah. Green Bay, minus seven against the Atlanta Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Okay, yep. great. Hey, Rowdy, did, did you want to tease any of this? Um, nah. All right. Well, as always, thank you for coming in, giving us your picks, and playing along. Here's the thing, because I don't yep. really fully understand the teasing thing, but I oh, do good. know the go. first week that I won every single game, I didn't tease. That's right. Last week I did, and it did not go so well for me. So you know what? Maybe nice guys. Maybe nice guys don't finish last. Maybe not. Okay, what is I don't want do I want to know? Should I ask? Okay. I was so here's the thing. All the the hot hot taters have me trying to become a sports bad boy. <laughs> okay. Like Dennis Rodman or Yeah, but maybe but maybe that's just not me. Taters. All right, so next up, uh we found out that uh during the debates, I believe that Trump brought back the Big Ten. That's he right. Did. Donald J. Trump on his own. Well, not on his own. If you listen to last week's episode, he did it alongside fail son Andrew Giuliani. That's true. And from uh, according to Yahoo Sports, who interviewed a Big Ten university president that uh, – wanted to remain anonymous that they did talk to Donald Trump about bringing football back, but the conversation with Donald Trump played no role in their decision, decision-making process whatsoever. Right. Because as the money covered, did. Cause what? Cause the money did. Exactly. Right. As we covered two weeks ago, <laughs> it was all about that paper. Yeah. No show. So, so he said in the debate, uh, not only he, did he say it, he was happy to do it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I was you. happy to do it. I was happy to help. I was happy to help. <laughs> thank you. You're such a fair and honest leader. Uh, I think he found some extra money for the Big Ten from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> if I followed the chain last night correctly. Yeah. Yes. Why did why did he give three million dollars to the wife of the chair of the chair of the wife of Moscow? Yeah. Moscow chair. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. I hope this isn't too much of a hot take, but I don't believe him. I'm going to go with the unnamed university president. As will the, I. But here's the reason he brought back the Big Ten. Okay. Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin. Iowa. Mm. That makes a lot That's of sense. He brought and Pennsylvania. That's yeah. why he brought back the Big Ten. Yeah. So if he can, so you're saying if he can take this and turn it into a W, say I did this, then they'll be like, well, he brought back he brought back our football. So he, I mean, that's actually true because that's time and time again it's been proven that the fact checking doesn't matter because if you just say a thing people believe that there are a lot of people who believe that trump has built a border wall well so let's just be real if you're a poison nut fan 
You're probably going to vote for Trump if he tells you he's bringing poison nut football back. Yeah, but isn't that true of the SEC and the SEC? For team? sure. If they, already, if they weren't, if they weren't the SEC, like yeah, if, he's already going to win all those states. Right, but if if I'm saying if Trump can tell me if I'm an Auburn fan, if I'm on the planes and uh, he says I brought back SEC football, and otherwise it wouldn't be football. It's like, well, now I'm definitely voting for him. Right. Tommy, yeah. Tommy, could you Tommy imagine Tommy him? Could you imagine him saying I brought back Pac-12 football? Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh geez. Joe Joe Biden wants to add a Chinese conference to the NCAA. So I mean, hey what? hey Rowdy, you know the saying it and making it true. That's not necessarily true for us. I wish it were. No, um, but I'm but I'm saying he could say something like that, and it sounds. Yes, you it guys, was. Reed, just believed me when I said that. So again, Trump could just say those things. Trump no, could just say, my "Yeah, Joe, what you said doesn't mean I believed you." <laughs> did he believe you, or did he ignore you? <laughs> yeah. Or was I just confused? Yes. <laughs> hey, man, he just has to keep you confused till November third. That's true. But Good most point. of our listeners in Ohio thought that I was telling the truth. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's a good point. What else we got? Oh, uh, Florida of the Midwest. Joe Montana has had a, a very interesting week. So um, over the weekend, uh, Joe Montana's uh, Joe Montana was at his home in Malibu and one of his grandchildren, a nine-month-old grandchild, was sleeping in a playpen. Hopefully, um, on its back. Hopefully, um, with a lot of big fluffy pillows. Back um, is best. Back is best. And a woman, a thirty-nine-year-old woman, entered the house and picked up the child, and. Joe, Mon Joe Montana and his wife uh, found found her holding the baby and uh, tried to quote de-escalate the situation, um, and then a tussle ensued. This is the direct quote: "A tussle ensued, and Mrs. Montana was able to safely pry the child out of the suspect's arms." Um, and then, and then Joe Montana was able to flag down some deputies who were on patrol in the area, and the woman was arrested. Just some, just some deputies on patrol in their affluent white neighborhood. Yeah, I, I read an article about this, and the the uh, the journalist made sure to say that the sheriff deputies were on in the area on an unrelated call. Well, he lives right. He lives. I, I, I did nothing some, to worry about here, folks. Right. I did some uh, Google Maps stalking and looked at all the angles of Joe Montana's house. He lives right off the the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. I mean, like in in Malibu. So he's it's beachfront property, pretty pretty gigantic place. Um, but yeah, you could just like if they left their their doors unlocked that are facing the sidewalk there yeah you could just walk in um and i'm encouraging most of our listeners to try it um <laughs> it was just try either. try to walk into joe montana's house see what did you see a picture of this lady uh, i did so she looks like she might be the type of person that has done this before it's so i don't think so so she has no prior criminal record well, she, she didn't get caught she was a she's she's uh, originally from Thailand, but she was she's married to an American uh, an American man. Did I did I did some I did some Google stalking. Um, He's a now looking cat. He is. Uh, now the woman says she's extremely apologetic. Her lawyer says she's extremely apologetic and very concerned about the well being of the family. She understands the harm that this has caused the family, friends, and also fans of the Montana family. So her heart goes out to them. Mm -hmm. um, but she uh, has said that she is not guilty. Um, so I don't really know what the, what the situation is. The, her lawyer says that, she has, quote, no hindsight, no clue as yet on why she did what she did, only that she is very apologetic. Um, I, I appreciate how is she not guilty. 
I well, I don't know, but I appreciate your take, Reed. That the reason she doesn't have a criminal record is because she's never been caught before. Right. That doesn't that's, mean anything. That's that's pretty strong. Pretty strong <laughs> statement there. So I don't know. I mean, it's a weird story. I think there one one strong possibility is that there are some mental health issues uh, at play, but but. I've also done some Google sleuthing and I'm not going to, I'm not going to put all the pieces together. I'm just going to lay out a couple of, a couple of paths to pursue if you are, if, if, if you are of that mindset. So we're connecting the dots. This is my favorite yeah. thing. More than your hypotheticals. I love connect the dots. Let's do it. I'm going to throw out some dots and you yeah. can connect them if, if you so desire. As, so, as we see, as we see fit, this yes. is my favorite. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the woman who who claims she's not guilty of picking up this sleeping child in Joe Montana's house is married is married to a man who in 1990 uh, worked on and has an IMDb credit for the movie Dick Tracy. Okay. 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 Now I'm there is this why you were watching Dick Tracy the other day? No, that was unrelated. <laughs> uh, but I will say it is streaming and that movie holds up uh, <laughs> Warren Beatty had a vision for that movie and oh my God. I think it's great and that's not jo- I'm not joking it's a good movie okay that's why it's funny we know you're not joking it's got okay Warren Beatty and Madonna of course we all know that but great. do you remember that Al Pacino. Al Pacino was in it. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I he mean, was the Mumble Man. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman was Mumble Man or whatever it was. His name was Mumbles. So anyway, this woman's husband, uh, back in the day, he's he doesn't have a lot of IMDb credits, but two of them are Back to the Future Part Three and Dick Tracy. Now, yeah. Dick Tracy, one of one of the characters in Dick Tracy who first appeared in 1940, was a character named Montana Joe. What? Oh, it's all coming together. All right. All right. So that's that's one path. If Case you want to pursue closed. that, like I said, I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing the dots out. If you want to connect these, like go for it. The other one is if you do an Amazon search for Joe Montana football for the Sega Master System. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't remember, the Sega Master System was the console that came out before the Sega Genesis. But if you search for this on Amazon, and they have the little customers who viewed this item also viewed. Guess what pops up? Customers who viewed this item also viewed the Dick Tracy game on the Sega Master System. That's okay. So that's we're getting something. Someone, that's, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what these. I, I don't know what the connections are. But that's not for me to do. That's for that's for you. That's, that's for you it. to do. That's for us to do. Like I said, I'm laying out the dots. It's up to you to connect them. Yeah. Fair All right. Enough. And then finally, I just wanted to ha- throw a quick note out here that this week is officially Fat Bear Week. So every year it, at Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. they have a, a bracket competition where they track, uh, let's see, they've got three, six, nine, 12 bears, um, and they take a photo of them during the summer months and then they take a photo of them in September. Um, and then they, they basically, the, the, the goal is to pick who has, who has fattened up the most. And so today, well, I say this today as September 30th was the start. And so bear 151, AKA Walker, Mm -hmm. uh, defeated bear 856 in the first matchup. Um, and Bear 812 beat his own mother, Bear 402. Um, so coming up then on Friday, October 2nd, uh, Bear 856, Bear 851 Walker will go up against Bear 480 Otis, um, and Bear 812 will go up against Bear 747 who is, as they say, super colossal. Um, so we'll see. We've got more matchups coming up throughout the week. So um, 
you can check them out on Facebook, or you can just go to uh, explore.org slash fat-bear-week. Actually, there's also a website that's just go to fatbearweek.org, and that'll that'll take you there as well. So make sure um, you hit that .org, not that .com. That's a totally different website. Yeah, you don't don't <laughs> yes. Do not go, yes. Do not, do, go to, do not go to fatbearweek.com. <laughs> as always, I want to thank the commissioner or the minister of sound, Mikey Jetbelly Music, the commissioner Brandon Casburn, food editor Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is the air raid. Gentlemen, has come to the SEC, and uh, Rowdy, this is no doubt your favorite SEC coach, Mike Leach, who has Bigfoot Mike Leach, UFO Mike Leach. Okay, I remember that. Captain Bigfoot Mike Mike Leach Leach put together a plan against LSU in which they threw the ball sixty times for a record-setting six hundred and twenty-three passing yards. Uh, in the SEC, they had a total of uh, uh, nine rushes for 16 yards, on the other hand. But nobody in the SEC has seen the air raid, and Mike Leach has arrived. That's the ball boy of the week. Congratulations to Mike Leach. I hope you find what you're looking for. Hey, also uh, in the chat, I put a picture of Cole Meany as well as a picture of Flat Top Jones. You guys take a look. You tell me what you think. But, I mean, they kind of look alike. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportssportssportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.